James O'Brien on LBC. It's 12.49, you're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. I wasn't sure what was the most important story to cover in the final section of today's programme. Is it the fact that the BBC have chosen a woke lefty singer to represent Great Britain at the Eurovision Song Contest and therefore have risked bringing down the wrath of God Almighty upon this island nation? Or is it the fact that the President of the United States, the former President of the United States, or indeed one former President of the United States, is about to become the first ever to be arrested on criminal charges? We might talk about the last bit tomorrow. It might be a good one for Woke Watch, because I thought it was like an Onion-style headline. I thought it was a pastiche. The Eurovision Song Contest entry now has upset all the people who... Oh, I, I don't know what you call them, professionally upset? The Eurovision Song Contest entry tweeted some bad stuff about Boris Johnson and therefore the BBC is awful. We'll try and work that out tomorrow because I am, forgive me, I am swimming against the tide of the British media because I'm more interested in what's likely to happen to Donald Trump today. Simon Marks is here to help. Um, you can chip in on the first story if you want, Simon, but I'm more interested in your thoughts on the second. What, what's the order of play today for the former president? We've come a long way since Sandy Shaw, haven't we, James? <laughs> um, the order of play for the former president is that in about three hours' time, he is expected to arrive at the courthouse in Manhattan where he is surrendering uh, to the Manhattan uh, uh, prosecutor, Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan district attorney, who we believe uh, has prepared a third... 34 count indictment uh, against President Trump relating to the $130,000 hush money payments mm. that were made in the dying days of the 2016 presidential election against Hillary Clinton. Those payments made to adult film actress Stormy Daniels. But the most serious aspects, uh, and this is from reporting that broke late last night by Michael Isikoff, the investigative journalist who works for Yahoo News, yes. uh, the most serious aspects uh, of the indictment relate to the falsification of business records. In other words, the prosecutor is alleging that Donald Trump made the payment to keep Stormy Daniels quiet about their affair, but then falsified the nature of the payment in Trump Organization business records and in campaign documents that were later furnished to the Federal Election Commission. Remember, the FEC oversees spending in American election campaigns, and there are strict rules about what you can do and what you can't do. Now, these charges relating to the falsification of uh, business records reportedly have been elevated by the prosecutor in New York from misdemeanors, which is basically the lowest level legal rap on the knuckles you can get. It's the kind of thing you, you, you get here when sure. you run a red light. He's elevated them to Class E felonies. And those are more serious charges carrying up to four years of jail time. They also have other potential implications were Trump to be convicted of them. He might not be able to vote in the 2024 presidential election in his home state of Florida, even if he's the Republican Party's candidate Gosh. for election in November 2024. We're not going to see the full indictment until it's unsealed. And that will happen at about 7.15 in the evening UK time 
when Donald Trump will be walking into the courtroom uh, officially to face the charges, offer a plea, confirm his identity, and then presumably to be released, not just on his own recognizance, but on the recognizance of the Secret Service agents who have accompanied him to New York City. (laughs) What we don't yet know for sure is, I mean, we know he's not going to be handcuffed because that seems clear. Because he's surrendering himself. Well, no, I mean, you could still be handcuffed when you you surrender yourself. I mean, the Secret Service, apparently, in negotiations with Alvin Bragg, the district attorney, said there is no way you are handcuffing our man. Right. Um, What we don't yet know is whether he's going to be fingerprinted and uh, whether a mugshot is going to be taken. There are uh, mixed reports about that. Under normal circumstances, any defendant would be fingerprinted, there would be a mugshot taken, and they'd be held in a cell before appearing in the courtroom. Trump instead, again, with his Secret Service retinue, is going to be held in an interview room for the uh, minutes, or it looks like potentially a couple of hours, between processing and his appearance in court. Um, It it sounds as if it's got a little bit more weighty since we last spoke. Uh, Because, I I mean, it's essentially passing off or attempting, allegedly passing off, a hush money payment for um, an actress, a porn star, to cover up an extramarital affair is one thing, and that's how a lot of the public digested it originally. But then, presumably, filling in your tax returns or whatever and and, uh, money that was used to pay off a porn star claiming that it was legal services or something like that does sound like a rather more serious proposition altogether. Yes, I think there are still many legal analysts here who think that the district attorney in Manhattan is stretching. And certainly his predecessor, Cyrus Vance, uh, decided not to pursue these charges against Donald Trump because he was not sure he could secure a conviction. Alvin Bragg, and Donald Trump, of course, is accusing him of prosecutorial misconduct and saying that he's engaged in election interference because he's trying, essentially, to remove the Trump chess piece from the chessboard. Alvin Bragg is rolling the dice here because this, the theory that these charges are based on is untested law. Uh, and so there are uh, many voices here, and they're not all Trump supporters who think there's a strong possibility that this case uh, might collapse before mm. it actually reaches trial. But uh, until we've read the indictment, what we need to understand from the indictment is what was the conduct that Trump was trying to conceal? What was the underlying crime here? And we don't know that because we've not seen the indictment. No, and and, uh, that may actually nix my next question, which is the bit that probably confuses me most is how his attorney, Michael Cohen, can can go to jail for involvement in this behaviour and yet legal experts, as you remind us from, from all corners of the political spectrum, legal experts see this as a, as a potentially um, uh, ill-advised move by the district attorney. You'd have thought, wouldn't you, that if your lawyer's gone to jail for doing something that was done on your behalf, then you would have a fairly obvious case to answer in court for at least something. Yeah, and I think that that is absolutely the uh, the uh, position that uh, Alvin Bragg is right. taking. And remember that Michael Cohen is going to be the star witness yeah. in all of this. Remember also that Bragg has spent five years now, along with uh, his predecessor, investigating this case. And the grand jury 
did make the decision to authorise the indictment literally minutes after hearing from a final witness that was brought to uh, testify before them, and that's David Pecker, the CEO and publisher of the National Enquirer tabloid, uh-huh. which is the paper that was going to publish the Stormy Daniels story and then cooperated, David Pecker, a longtime friend and ally yes. of Donald Trump, with Trump's efforts to buy the rights to the story essentially to suppress it. So there are further layers of this that don't necessarily relate to Michael Cohen. And again, we'll have to see what is contained in the indictment. I mean, one of the other reasons why legal analysts are concerned about this case is, well, first of all, because there are three other far more serious criminal investigations of Donald Trump's conduct underway, as we've discussed previously in Georgia and two here in Washington, D.C., but also because, you know, if you can go after a former president, any former president, over hush money payments to an adult movie actress, every single president of either party is now on notice that prosecutors in all sorts of jurisdictions all over the country may seek to launch investigations about, you know, relatively low-level issues pertaining to their conduct, and that it could become open season for bringing criminal charges against presidents or former presidents. So a Rubicon, it's a historic day here in the United States, and a Rubicon is being crossed with a very uncertain terrain lying on the other side of the river. Fascinating. So it's a tale of two peckers. <laughs> I, I left it to you to... I, that, I just teed that up for you. <laughs> it's also, Simon Marks, you may not be aware of this, as Donald Trump prepares to, to be arrested, it's also International Carrot Day today. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Oh, are you are you celebrating? <laughs> I may have a coleslaw later. Simon, Not sure we've got any. This <laughs> is American editor, live from Washington D.C., where we we end with a with a giggle. But he did a beautiful job of uh, stressing the the, the seriousness, uh, long term potential consequences of this r- remarkable latest chapter in the ludicrous saga of Donald Trump's political career. That's